Welcome back to another episode of the Exterminatus Podcast, all things competitive in the world of Warhammer 40,000. My name's Eric. With me is my co-host, Robert. Hello. And we are back in a very balanced state of mind as the balance date slate finally landed. Yay! Well, I'm pretty sure it landed with a thud. Well, it's interesting. There's a lot of different thoughts. Uh, I've listened to some other content providers and got various different thoughts. I think it also depends on what side of the balancing you were on, but also I think it was a very interesting approach because they used several tools for uh, the Games Workshop. And I also didn't realize until I watched the balancing video that um, way back we um, talked about there was a position available for a competitive, uh, I forgot how, the, how Games Workshop titled the, the position, but basically the guy who's in charge of balancing that. It's Josh Roberts they hired. Uh, oh. Yeah, uh, former captain of Team England. He spent some time working for Mantic Games. And uh, so you can tell by some of the changes from this data slate that, oh, this is interesting. Somebody's not only listening, but understands some of the, the changes that needed to be made. Uh, I think the other thing as we get through all these changes is always the, okay, these guys got nerfed. Who's the new, did all the Apex Predators get removed? So who's going to rise to the top? Um, lots of thoughts on that, but let's start with the basics here. Um, you thought it came down with a thud, so not thrilled about this, or what were your initial thoughts? Well, when you look at some of the stuff, like, let's take um, the Chaos Demons change, that is dropping a boulder on, like, a custard pie. It is just squished. <laughs> So you're talking about the allies change where if you uh, bring demons in as an ally, you have to include a battle line unit before you can use a non-battle line unit of the same mark. Yeah, so the flexibility of bringing demon allies kind of went out the window unless you're willing to sacrifice like 200 points worth of demons. Yeah, I'm kind of not sure how to feel because a lot of it were, well, Nurglings were still good to go, whereas I guess a lot of people use the changeling to take up spaces so and the blue scribes now you yeah. have to yeah so now you got to take so many horrors to, to make it work so i'm like mm -hmm. yeah i'm not sure i haven't done the math on it uh, i have take a look i know chaos knights for particular getting hurt by that <laughs> yeah the um but then you go to something a little more subtle like looking at the sisters change it's specifically to things like the triumph the relics of matriarch and the simulacrum of the chalice it's they announced has a subtle cap of two acts of faith per phase instead of only one, but it specifically lists those things. And that one is really subtle compared to everything else. See, I, I think it's a lot less subtle because <laughs> maybe I'm just still a little bitter from our last RTT because I ran to two <laughs> Sororitas armies back to back and they both leaned to that heavy where they, they kept the triumph, same Capron back loaded up on fate dice or excuse me uh miracle dice and then oh you have a heavy unit um yeah we're gonna spend five miracle dice on this shooting phase <laughs> like oh that was brutal like literally picked up four talos in one round of shooting <laughs> yeah i i'm only going based off of the reaction on the internet <laughs> people were like oh my god demons suck now blah 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 and it's Oh, you actually have to bring chaff units to bring your character that you want. Cool. 
Yeah, it's, that's a good point because it's like, do demons stink now? Uh, pure demons? No, I, I I don't think they've. I mean, they're they're relatively unchanged. There's a couple of guys went down in points, a couple went up in points, but overall they kind of feel the same. I still think that you're not gonna see drastic changes in lists. The ally portion of it, yeah, you might have to, like I said, look in your own codex for chaff units and and action monkeys. So maybe if you're a Thousand Suns player, you got to look at Zangors and, okay, your accursed cultists aren't regrowing every phase anymore. <laughs> or yeah. is it every command phase? But they could still serve a purpose. I don't know. That part I have to do a little more digging on. But I think the, the yeah. core three chosen uh, with, with a lord uh, doesn't go away. I think that's still the same. <laughs> yeah. But I think we can start addressing the space elf elephant in the room that is Eldar. People saw a noticeable change in them, but it doesn't change how they function. Because they cut the dice pool for their fate dice in half. And that's what I thought they should have done. I don't remember if I said it on air or not, but that was my first thought was, why in God's name did they start with 12 fate dice? (laughs) Especially after they changed the other rule that you can only use so many per, you know, per phase so Mm -hmm. that was like that seemed like a no-brainer and being that they have so many different ways to regenerate um you know whether the guardians are i think are on objectives i forgot there's there's several ways they can do it Mm -hmm. so it was almost like yeah you're gonna have to figure out when to use that three and that four as opposed to just taking all the sixes yeah and like they made mention of eldrad if you take eldrad you go up to nine dice because you Mm -hmm. pay the tax for eldrad but otherwise, like the incarn can only teleport once in each of your turns, <laughs> so no more See, jumpy, jumpy incarn. Yeah, uh, so I have a very unpopular opinion. I think that was a mistake um, because now then he has no purpose for defensive. So, for example, you nuke one of my units, and I go, "Oh, that sucks. Um, I can't teleport because it's not my turn." That was very much it. I'm going to teleport over there and see if I can shore up that shortcoming. Losing that ability really, really hurts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then they do make a stipulation on the Wraith Guard where it's they have to shoot it back they have to shoot back at the thing that shot at them. Which means if you can outrange them, they don't get to shoot back. You just get to pick on the Wraith Guard for free. Yeah. Which was funny because uh, I thought that's how the rule was. <laughs> Someone guess I've been playing it wrong. Whoops. <laughs> yep. <laughs> That's and actually then, one of those, because that rule comes up in a lot of units. I'm surprised oh, they didn't yeah. make that a USR. Uh, just keep it simple. You know? Oh, like the fireback rule or something like that? Yeah, a vengeful strike or something like that. I don't know. Uh, return fire, something like that. But then you get really, really important rules that are a single sentence. Four plus fill on the faint of devastating wounds. Woot! <laughs> I was wondering how you felt about that. Yeah, about time. Did it really take this long to come up with that? Um I'm actually excited for that because now I think um, custodies have it might might see back on the table. That'd be kind of cool. Well, you'll see more of them on the table because when they would get up to the higher end of the mid tables, that's when you would run into all of the chaos space marines and the Eldar and all the other crazy things that are just here. Have a whole bunch of devastating wounds from stuff like forge fiends and stuff, and they would just eat custodians for breakfast because it's, oh, here's my 3D3 blast. Zealous packed, whatever. Yeah, it felt weird shooting Haywire at infantry. 
because I know that if I got enough sixes, they would your guys would go away. That, that was the stupidest thing. So I'm excited for it. Yeah, I got to witness that firsthand um, running a tournament on Saturday. I saw the new. I think this is the biggest change that is an actual overhaul at this point is the the new Drukari index that they went here. Yeah, have fun. <laughs> Uh, I got to see it eat um, Grey Knights. I think it picked up like eight Paladins or something like that in a single turn. Hmm. Okay. Uh, we'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, I'm kind of lukewarm on it. Um, well, all right. The, the short version is this. I think it's a lot more fun than the current. But I think it's already been solved. Because the whole detachment rolls, or specifically the detachment rolls on getting out of a transport and doing something. It's not like we're running around in rhinos and land raiders. You know, there's still the paper thin venoms and raiders. So mm -hmm. what, you know, literally if you can kill a lot of vehicles, which we should be able to already in this meta, because we've been used to fighting redemptor dreadnoughts all this time. Um, it should be, you can, once you start taking those things out, yikes, then a lot of those stratagems become null and void. I think the changes to power from pain and the ability to put an Archon in an Incubi unit are more significant than this um, particular um, detachment. But this detachment seems like a hell of a lot more fun than the crap we've mm -hmm. had before. Yeah, it's the, the run that the new Dark Eldar had at my RTT on Saturday was into Grey Knights into Vanguard Space Marines and into what was his third matchup? Do, 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 do. I'm professional. I can look at this. Yeah, he had um Grey Knights, then Chaos Knights, and then the Vanguard Space Marines. Hmm. Okay. Well the good news are Vanguard Space Marines, so that's more of a vehicle heavy uh, excuse me, infantry list, right? Yeah, it's the it's the sneaky ones. So like you can deep strikes armor. and yeah, well, it's supposed to be Phobos armor, but um, <laughs> guess what came back on the table? They're big and chunky and like five wounds each. And only move four inches. Centurions, really? <laughs> Devastator Centurions. Awesome. <laughs> Them and their chest missiles, and I think I saw like twelve last cannons in that unit. Nice. Well, all right. <laughs> so. It, but yes, um, overall, it's nice to see a different f that they're willing to drop extra flavors of army into the game randomly like this. Because, yeah, Drukari have been kind of underperforming statistically, but also they are a very f specific army to collect. They do require a little bit more skill to be able to play correctly. They are. They're still. They're still glass cannon. Even with the new detachment, I think that's what I think. A lot of players were all excited. Oh, I can play Thick City again, and lo and behold, one of the things that a lot of players that um, have got experience with Drakari that I'm seeing, they're finding out very quickly. Oh, <laughs> I'm running out of pain tokens really, really fast. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, kind of re they have to kind of reformulate their lists a little bit. Maybe add a more Chronos to regenerate stuff like that uh, yeah for every pair of talos you bring a single chronos or something like that well even some people were running without talos you know they were just running uh 
how many incubi can I and uh, cabalites can I run? Now, don't get me wrong. I was really hoping for sustain hits one for cabalites. Sustain hits two. Oh my gosh, that's awesome! But because um, you need something. Um, but uh, there's definitely some really cool elements. It definitely has a lot more fun. But it's still very much a, a precision army, a technical army, and um, if you get caught out in the wind, you, that unit's going to die. So you just and your units will die, and you you just be prepared. You're going to lose most of your models, even in a victory. So that part hasn't mm-hmm. changed. Um, it does give me hope, not just for Drakari, but just for all the codices now that there is a lot of thought and creativity going into these detachments and. If you're just, if you're not happy with the what your army is performing now, way too new detachment comes in. It just totally changes the whole outlook of your particular army. So that was pretty cool. Yeah, I fully expect for maybe not as a separate thing like this Drukari update was, but when the book comes out and it goes, yeah. By the way, um, here's your Terminator detachment for your custodies. Yeah, you can all deep strike outside of six inches and still charge. Real quick, back to the Craftville Brothers. Um, Phantasm going to a D6 move instead of a flat 6-inch move. A little surprised by that. I thought that was a little heavy-handed. I thought they would just increase the CP cost of Phantasm. Well, at that point, it's a... Because Phantasm is a... Is it a biotactic stratagem or no? Ooh, good question. I forgot. Because if it is, then it's affectable by stuff like the Calidus and Hive Tyrants and stuff like that already. Actually, no, not the Hive Tyrants, because the Hive Tyrants have a really, really weird way of wording it. But um, yeah, the just in general, the ability to go, I move this far, I shoot, I move back six inches, and it's a continuous thing, makes it so that way you're never punished for accidentally um, overextending with a unit because Eldar can be fragile yeah, and when you lose stuff it hurts. Yeah, absolutely. So I I, I, I don't expect uh, Craft World to be falling down anytime soon. There's That book is still solid. You're just going to see oh, yeah. different builds. So my guess will be kind of a um, I just blanked on the craft world, the one that you saw, the Aspect Warriors. I, I wouldn't be surprised that comes back. So, Oh, yeah. Yeah, it'd be, here's your Dire Avengers, your Fire Dragons, your Warp Spiders, Striking Scorpions, Swooping Hawks. Yeah, none of those got touched, and they're all still really good. Yeah. So, and the other thing, something that did get touched was uh, Chaos Space Marines. Wow, that was awesome. Yeah, no, I do not feel sorry for them. I don't, but some of the stuff I'm like, wow, okay, where did that come from? So some of the stuff was kind of obvious. Um, you, the, to be in a transport, the unit has to be the same mark as the transport, so not everybody's running around in Nurgle transports. Okay. Yeah, we also, yeah, go ahead. The Nurgle transports are a little too smelly for the Slinishy folk. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> More importantly, they also changed uh, Dark Obscuration? Yep, Obscuration. Thank you. So now it's only 18 inches. So not only can you only use it on a limited, had limited use, but now it's going to be not as effective. So I'm like, ooh, okay. But um, it's more in line with all the other abilities that are like that. So I'm okay with it. Mm-hmm. And the one thing that I, the profane zeal strat is still there. It is still incredibly helpful. 
and it does specifically list undivided. I don't know if people were using it outside of undivided stuff because I only ever saw it get used on undivided Forge Fiends. So apparently people were, which I'm like, how did they do that? But whatever. Okay. I guess it's a... Oh, because the the way the Dark Packs works, depending on what your mark was, it could give you like different benefits or something, is what I think what the bonus was. Sometimes I think people think undivided means no specific uh, mark, which is not always true. So it's not the universal mark. <laughs> it is yeah. a mark all of its own. <laughs> yeah, but they they cut out half of the rerolls. Yeah. But they left the half of the... They ha- they let the wound rerolls in there, which I still have a huge problem on because of the fact that Yes, you use it on things like a Forge Fiend. Sure, Forge Fiends also went up in points. Yeah, they did. But it's still like, okay, you have your one or your two Forge Fiends, and you have them walk around as a pair, and you literally go, all right, cool. This one's going to... I'm going to Profane Zeal this one, and if it doesn't delete your unit, the second one will be there to clean it up. Yeah. But... On the other hand, the ever-growing accursed cultist squad <laughs> got neutered pretty heavily. Uh, yeah. Almost a little too much, but I think it's okay. Yeah, like the because I never really ran into it having the OC two issue. I think for me is like, yeah, no, they're they're cultists. They shouldn't have an extra OC because they're basically servitors at this point. And then, yeah, the start of your command phase, it's either one. Or up to three. Yeah. So, yeah, a little more manageable, I thought. Uh, Grey Knights, uh, the, the Bjorn, baby Bjorns, got a little bit, t- uh, a little hittier. So it was kind of like interesting. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, I got to see a um, four Dread Knight list show up at the RTT on Saturday, along with some Paladins and whatnot. It looked like a really fun list, but they're, they're still Grey Knights. Sure, they have two of armor saves on most things, but they still hurt when they fall over. Yeah. Those, those poor baby carriers. <laughs> poor, poor baby carriers. Yeah. So Ray was at the RTT, or Rocket Imperial Knights, and I got, did he hope he was making uh, use of the new Lay Low the Tyrant's ability? Oh, well, I'm pretty sure he was, because as his scores went on throughout the day, even though he went one and two, his scores progressively got higher. Yeah, he actually did really, really well. It's looking at even the games he lost were, were fairly close, and um, I thought he did overall really well. So I was pretty impressed. Um, I think sometimes he yeah. kind of overanalyzes things from afar. I'm like, just get out and play. And there he goes. He went out and played and did great. So. Yeah, like, I'll admit his first pairing 290 guardsmen. You showed me a picture of deployment zone. It was just a carpet of models. My God. I sat there and I I, I commented on the player because he had little, like, cheap 3D printed movement trays. And and I stuck my whole, stuck my finger through the holes of them for where the Mangus would be. It's like, hey, um, dude, I think you're missing some guys. Oh, no, they're right here on the edge of the table. I'm like, oh, okay. (laughs) I could have literally walked away with his entire unit of guardsmen. But no, it's it's great to see Ray come on out. It's your turn next, Eric. 
you're going to come out right. Mm -hmm. uh, that's the plan. So I'm getting ready mm -hmm. for it. So right now I'm kind of reworking my list as we get into some of the, all these changes. Uh, I mean, well, I'm playfully badgering you. Whether you yeah. come out or not is up to you. No, I'd love to come out. So it'd be a lot of fun to get out there and get some more games. And I, did, you know, I had a lot of fun the last two RTTs I went to. Did better at the first one, the second one. Learned a lot. And now I can speak a little more intelligently to, <laughs> yeah, like I said, happy to see St. Catherine get nerfed down the two acts. I mean, I, I want to say <laughs> in one of my games, St. Catherine actually gave out seven miracle dice in one phase. I was like, what the hell is this? You know, just, yeah, that's a little excessive. Yeah, but it's in the rules, you know. And I was like, okay. I, I just looked at it as like I felt like in War Machine when they have a feat, you know, it's like, oh, well, mm -hmm. that's your feat. Okay, great. And because it, it, yes, they can do it every turn on like War Machine where you, a feat's only once per game, but uh, <laughs> he's been spending all game accumulating uh, miracle dice. All, no, yeah. So. And I, I get that analogy with like the when I tried War Machine, sometimes those feats are utterly game-breaking where it's say, nope, you just don't get to interact with me this turn and I just get to walk forward and then next turn I come in and I assassinate your caster. Like, bam. Right. Yeah, with that game, it was, I mean, it was, that was their whole mantra was, oh, well, every faction is broken. It's just a matter of who can exercise their brokenness better. So yeah. was, we put it back on the players. It's like, okay, but we're not talking. We're a 40k podcast. And I mean, I just didn't, I could not wrap my brain around War Machine. I, I tried that game and just could not figure out when to use focus points. I was really bad at it. So, um, for whatever reason, world leaders got just beaten to death. Did I miss something? Were they winning tournaments left and right? Well, it was, I think they were on the, rapid rise in performance because with the way the the meta was kind of shaping out people were starting to sway away from all big tanks and vehicles to having a little more chewy bits so the the big things if they got caught were more valuable and I can say firsthand, losing almost two big knights in a single round of combat with an entire squad of eight bound. Uh, <laughs> ow, it hurts. Okay. But the... I, for me, it was always, from, I haven't had, I'll be honest, I have not played World Eaters in some quite some time. But what I was told, you know, to, if you let them in, they're going to, beat you up so you kind of really have to really be strong with your screens and i was like okay maybe there are armies out there just don't have the tools to screen maybe that's what the issue is so well it's it kind of comes down to the same idea as custodians sometimes the world ears army can have a really small footprint if it tries hard enough because most commonly you see people put angron on the table well what's your plan if the angron doesn't get put on the table hmm Okay. What if Angron starts in Deep Strike and you're just like, uh. Right. And then you have, like, if your opponent's playing, like, I'm going to run in and slaughter your army kind of thing, here's my, like, 18 Exalted 8 bound with Lord Invocatus, and we're going to try and clear the entire No Man's Land on the first turn, regardless of who you are. Hmm. 
or someone's more flexible and they go, all right, here's some jackals over here, some jackals over here, a rhino with some berserkers and da da da. Oh yeah. Here's Mr. Crazy murder master of executioners with the berserker glaive. <laughs> that guy was scary. <laughs> Cause the master of executions uh, could reroll, could give his unit reroll wounds because a character exists in it, I think, or something along the lines of that. You give him the Berserker Glaive, when he would charge in, he would get an extra D3 strength, like an extra D3 attacks and damage and strength, maybe, or something like that. So this dude's just swinging for the fences. Right. And he has devastating wounds on his axe. So it's like, wow. Okay. Now, correct I've me, had, if I'm wrong, was he the one that had the glaive that they nerfed? Yeah, that's exactly the glaive I'm talking about. Okay. I was wondering. Yeah, I've had him go in exactly one time into anything and deal something like eight damage on his own before the rest of the unit got to attack. Okay. That explains, because I was looking at that, and I was listening, and of course the players I heard saying this change were all World Eater players, and I was kind of like going, hmm... Uh, wait a minute. <laughs> it's maybe uh, I'm checking the source, but I'm not familiar with it. So yeah, that sounds like it'd be brutal. One one model can eliminate stuff like that. So, like it is brutal, but when you put it in perspective of what it is, world leaders still need to throw their guns at people, and that requires rolling dice. It's like our friend Mark says all the time: if you have to throw your guns at people. You're probably going to lose unless you make it there. <laughs> right. Mm, but yes, okay. it's up. I'm I am just very happy that my my two main armies between custodes and knight chaos knights, one of them got a pretty needed um, redoing. And the other ones got kind of a wash. They they didn't change that much. Points went up, points went down. My list literally didn't change. Interesting. Okay. My uh, so my current Jakari list went down 120 points. <laughs> so give you an idea, I have now an extra Scourge and or um, Ravager in the list. So that's significant. Probably for me, the biggest changes were the like I mentioned, the Archon going into Incubi unit. Why is that significant? Incubi were pretty much, they got neutered. They were, compared to what they were last edition, they were just not cool. Um, from hitting on twos and with a strength five weapon, you've now got the expanded toughness range. They're hitting on threes and only strength four. I was like, oh, this yeah. is not good. And the only character you could put with them is Trezar, and Trezar gives them plus one the wound, which is, it comes in handy, don't get me wrong. Um, I was shocked when my Incubi took out an Armager in one turn of combat. I was like, ooh, that was fun. Um, that said, with the new ones, now first of all, Drazar also got a point decrease. He's the same cost as an Archon. But if you just ooh. put a plain Archon in and you give them a pain token, reroll hits, reroll wounds. And, right off, and then if you use that, obviously, in the uh, combat fight phase there, you also get a plus one to your AP, which was makes witches actually 
usable again, which I'm like, all right, this is kind of neat. And then what everybody's clamoring about is if you use the new detachment and they got out of a transport that turn, you get um, Lance on all your weapons. So you, another, so now you're rerolling hits, rerolling wounds with plus one to wound. <laughs> yeah. And an additional AP on the, on the turn you got out with the pain token. So yeah, that's what makes and, it cool. And then even though it's like, hey, we're going to charge in and slaughter you because we're witches and incubi. The shooting units also get ignore cover. Yeah, that's kind of neat. And uh, the new detachment offers there's a, a a relic where if the guy gets empowered, he can he empowers like a few units around him. That's kind of neat. There's mm-hmm. a cabalite warrior. Well, the first one where if you get out and shoot, you get sustain hits one unless you're cabalite warriors, and you get sustain hits two. That one I thought was essential. I think that would be really neat. And because um, you got to remember in the fight phase, even if you have no business with some of these units being in close combat, they get back into the, the boat. So they just hop out and get back in. And um, that's why if you destroy the transports early, you, the Jakari army kind of falls apart. Um, but overall, I think the, the big changes to the points, the AP in the fight phase change from power from pain. I'm not quite ready to switch my list out. I, I have two lists, my old list with 120 points to figure out what do I need versus which has a ton of mounted units has a ton of bikes and those bikes have really served me well but they get no benefit other than from the uh, new detachment benefit they lose mm-hmm. bands in charge so I'm like oh but I do have incubi in both lists and incubi are quite a bit better in the new detachment so I'm like Oh, I don't know. So I want to do a little more playtesting. Our league starts Friday, right? The 16th. 16th. All right. So cool. I got a little bit more time. All right. Yep. Yeah, I I can just keep rolling the cheese train <laughs> down because Custodes also got some, eh, I wouldn't say well-needed points cuts, but well-deserved because Custodian Guard went back down to 225 for a max size unit. Wardens went down to 250. The Shield Captain on Jet Pike went down to the same points cost as every other Shield Captain. No reason to make it more expensive. And then Bikes and Terminators went down in points as well. Wow, that's pretty cool. I mean, the Terminators are still incredibly expensive at almost 400 points for a six-man brick, but it's like, hey... That freed up like a hundred more points on my list for other stuff. So one army we're not talking a whole lot about so far is Necrons. And a lot of players are seeing them as being the new Eldari, the new top gun that literally feels like the Games Workshop has neutered enough Apex Predators that Necrons are free to take over. Yep. Because when you look at the field manual for the points not a single green bar not a single red bar i get it new book came out don't change around their points unless it's absolutely necessary or already planned and then also there was no changes in the rest of the data slate for their army either so outside of that one feq that we got for the hey your immortal wound your immortal wound bomb is neutered go away (laughs) right 
which was hilarious because somebody posted, I guess, well, with that neutering, I'm not going to LVO. And that's exactly what Matt Laura ran and won the event with it. <laughs> so I was like, whoops. <laughs> yeah, but he ran it in hyperphase crypt instead of the Canoptic Court, which is where the problem was. Because that's where the Mortal Wound Strat was coming in. Right. So. But yes, Flying Monolith just... If it's flabbergasted everyone. Yes. So, anyway, but um, yeah, I'm not sure. I have not played into Necrons yet in 10th. Somehow I've dodged them. So I, I'm trying to figure out just how bad reanimation protocols are. It seems like when the Codex came out, they got severely do toned down. So I don't know. I don't know what to expect uh, when it comes to them. At well, this with... With the limited experience that I have, I can tell you that the reanimations for this edition still feel about the same as the ones for ninth edition, because it's still um, when you're done attacking, roll your dice. It's a pool, bring back models. The problem lied when you were able to layer multiple things inside of the same unit, because then you got to allocate wounds however you wanted. So that's where the crypto thrall issue came in. Well. People have now moved away from the crypto thralls with the massive warrior bricks to here's my canoptic race with a technomancer or something in them. And they're just as big and durable, but they don't come back as easy. Right. But they do seem to come back fairly well. That's what I'm understanding. So uh, it's because they're four wounds a piece. So when you're only punching into like a five or a six man squad of them, that quickly converts to you take down four you have a statistical probability of bringing back at least one if not you get lucky and you bring back like two or three let's try to see other t6 yes save oc2 using oh and they're beasts they're not i thought they were vehicles interesting yeah so they can just walk through buildings and stuff oh Interesting. And with the with the only experience of playing Canoptic Court once so far with my like eighteen Terminator list, if you hit the Wraith unit hard enough, it still explodes. But it's a it's a classic issue of well, your opponent can roll four ups all day if they really wanted to. Right. And plus they're not the easiest thing to wound in the world. No, they're and, not so Yeah. And at least in the Canoptic Court, if you if you s precision out the Cryptex, they have a, a strat that says, oh, now our entire army gets plus one to wound against that unit. <laughs> Neat. Because you killed our character. They had that. I'm trying to remember where they had that. Was it a strat? I can't remember. Remember, they had something similar to that back in the last edition. It was pretty cool. Mm. I think it was a stratagem at that point, too. Yeah. But it was something like two command points or something. So, you, yeah, it really got used, but it was pretty, it was like, oh, that's kind of fluffy, but mm -hmm. situational. So, so you know, very interesting there. So, uh, pretty cool on some of the changes. Um, like I said, I'm still kind of um, looking over the Jakari stuff. I, I'm hesitant to be as glowing as some players or some doomsayers as others the rules commentary had some very interesting stuff like I said um kind of said changes we thought 
were duh, but I guess at least it's in writing now. And um, but every now and then there's a couple things I went what. So yeah, like the one thing that I could have sworn I remember them ruling on was Battleshock tests needing to be did, needing to be done even if you're off the table. I don't know where I don't know if that was actually something that they put in the commentary or not, but it was just like okay. Uh, you don't get any minuses from a Chaos Knight stuff, but you still have to take a Battleshock test because you're below half strength. Trying to say here first up, uh, Battleshock. If your Battleshock can get destroyed, you still count as Battleshocked until your next command phase while in the destroyed state. <laughs> mm. uh, so you can't tip, uh, be, which is kind of handy because if you can't play a stratagem on them to bring them back alive, they stay dead. So, and. So yeah, no, I must have remembered the wording on that wrong somewhere, or it was like in a frontline FAQ. Because yeah, on here there's no mention of it at all. So yeah, I don't know where I saw it or where I remembered it from. Yeah, there's quite a few things where it's just like, what? So, um, I don't know who was playing that. It's bizarre, but okay. Uh, a lot of clarification around uh, heroic intervention. I thought that was interesting. It is a charge-like move, but you do not get all your charge bonuses. I'm glad they clarified that. Like, I remember people were, oh, but you don't get your charge bonuses. It's like, yeah, because you throw yourself into combat, you make yourself a target. It's not like how I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to traumatize you here, Eric. Mm -hmm. Remember when my bikes could just be like Meh. Yeah. Yeah, those. the the fact that doing that basically meant they got to fight first for free and I could dictate fights where I wanted. That's never supposed to happen again unless you have the fight first rule. So if you make a charge like move and not an actual charge. No, you don't get fight first. <laughs> Sit down. Right. On the ever and never ending battle over embarked units. Um, can they? disembark when they come in from reserves so that was interesting uh yes you can you gotta stay more than nine inches away from enemy units and you count as having made a normal move but you cannot charge unless you have uh -huh. a specific ability that says you can so uh yeah. big prediction the night scythe coming in which can come in turn one dropping off all kinds of infantry <laughs> yeah and also they, they didn't touch anything like gargoyles or crisis suits or whatever, where it's, oh, I count as making a normal move. I shoot you. I then get to move six inches. Because, I mean, it's not charging, but you still get a move out of it. Right. So so I think we're going to find the, the big odd-shaped ball here, Eric. <laughs> Same abilities. Yeah, that one blew my mind. I, I just... So... It's just one of those, didn't we learn that stacking abilities was bad for the game? <laughs> and I'm trying to think of which ability, because a lot of the abilities I kept went through my codices that I play, and they all say if one or more um, enemy models are affected by this. So they've already got it in place. But what the heck? So I'll read it here. Um, Ability stack, um, the answer is they can stack unless they're in an aura or they have uh, a named condition like suppressed. So 
one example, I guess blood, three blood thrones make your chaos uh, blood letters just super strong. Um, I guess three uh, great unclean ones can lower your toughness by three. I was just like, what? What the heck is this nonsense? So, yeah. And that's where they were quick to clarify that you don't get multiple auras, which means stuff like Chaos Knights can't just dogpile on one unit and make you go minus three to your leadership. Um, and then stuff like Guard, where I order this unit to have this, this unit to have this, this unit to have this, and do these other things against your unit. Those aren't auras. They're orders. They are separate instances of the same ability. So, so, guardsmen, feel free to overlap your orders for crazy, like AP three or four last guns. <laughs> Bizarre land, and oh yeah, you can make you can do orders now when the, the officer gets out of a transport. Just in case you missed that. Uh, no, I didn't miss that because I didn't even know they could do it when they were in a vehicle out unless they say so. I could have swore they could do it anyway, but I think they clarified it now, so I'm like, okay. Yeah, I think it had to be like a command vehicle or something. Yeah. I don't know. So, anyway, so yeah, lots of updates there. So that's one reason why we're not going over uh, the events from last weekend because, well, the meta is going to change pretty radically. You know, everything from the 1975 World Leaders list is well over costed now. It's well above 2,000. Uh, a lot of new abilities. Uh, just curious to see over the next few weeks how people kind of refine their lists and make some changes. But uh, Robert, you, you ran in RTT this weekend. Yep, I've hinted at it a couple of times. It was down at the Baxter's Games down in Queen Creek here in Arizona. And we had a healthy 10 people show up and 8 people finished. Apparently weren't that healthy if they couldn't finish. Well, one guy, I don't blame him because he worked something like 60 hours this week already. Oof. And he still had some en enough energy to show up, play two rounds, and go, yeah, no, I'm not enough, and I'm going to go home. <laughs> nice. So it was it was a healthy spread. I don't think we had any... Yeah, no, we didn't have any duplicates down there because we had one Drakari, um, one Chaos Knight, some Ultramarines, some Eldar, some Grey Knights, Loyal Knights which was Ray, way to go, buddy, World Eaters, Imperial Guard, Cast Face Marines, and Tau. So pretty diverse little bundle. I I will admit this firsthand. Round one, I was a little bit of a um, coffee or energy drink kind of sprint. So I think I rushed through setting up the tables. And yeah, I need to actually count my terrain pieces better next time. Oops uh because one table i thought i had enough large pieces to make it worthwhile and i realize now why i had that thought i was going to put a big central building on that table so that's why i only left them with eight pieces of terrain total instead of the normal 10 oh my <laughs> surprise <laughs> oh that one i i, I really felt bad because it was our it was the tau into the chaos knights matchup which um there was long strike, a couple of hammerheads, and some broadsides. <laughs> yeah, I could see that being an issue. When I saw the space on the table large enough to have 
an entire Warhound Titan stand in it. I went, yeah, no, I messed up. <laughs> oh, the fun of TOing. So, but yeah, no, it, we did use the new data slate and we adopted most of the stuff from the Cherokee open packet. I hadn't realized that they ruled that on the crast terrain that all of the blast windows and blast doors were sealed because on one of the bastions it has green crossbars that are on the outside of the building right and you would think oh yeah no that's scaffolding you're able to stand underneath the scaffolding and blah 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 blah. like it's fine no apparently i missed that when i was educating myself to yeah no those are blocked off so I don't think it came up all that often because I only had one table question me about it, but yeah, otherwise not a whole lot of issues outside of needing more sleep for that day. <laughs> and the store provided all the terrain. That's pretty cool. Well, I brought my three sets of terrain and then the store had enough for the last two tables of player place terrain. Because, yeah, I, I do like still having the mix in there. I just need to better plan to have one table that has a central building in the middle of it. All right. Sounds pretty cool. So interesting. You're still doing uh, player place terrain. So it's only because of the fact that they don't have enough terrain to feasibly make enough tables to do five open layouts. So, yeah, I, I'm just making do with what I got. Makes sense. All right. Um, by popular demand, I just want to get over the, go over this real quick. Uh, Mid-table obscurity, who are the top tables? Now, most of this data is coming from LVO, and this will probably change quite a bit with the data slate. But if you're in the 2 and 3 or 3 and 2 range at your local GT, which armies will you running to at, at most? Uh, the most common was by far Necrons. Uh, they made up 10% of the meta in the mid-tables. Interestingly enough, uh, we can now get the breakdown. It was um, Canoptic Court being the lar largest, uh, followed by Hypercrypt Legion. So it's like a 60-40 split. So it's not like overly... So be prepared for both. So it's, it's a pretty even split. Eldari was second. Space Marines third. Um, pretty close behind. Tied with Space Marines were Chaos Space Marines. World Eaters were uh, rounding out the top five. So I have a feeling World Eaters are probably going to drop down a bit. Especially because they also don't get their... There's an ability they can reroll their Blood Yahtzee dice. I guess it's only once per game now. So everybody's upset that you won't be able to resurrect... Um, Angron. Angron. Too, yeah, too often. So, But I'll be also curious to see. Uh, right now, Drakari are 2% of the meta in the mid-tables. I'm curious to see if that changes, how many people will flop over there. Well, I'm pretty sure everyone that played them back when they were super busted in 9th edition are like, yeah, no, I still got Drakari laying around somewhere in my closet. Yeah. Given that they didn't break when they chucked them in there. Yeah, that too. So, yeah, it's got... Curious to see how some of this all shapes up. I'll look forward to our next episode when we go over some of those uh, first tournament with uh, some of the first bigger tournaments with uh, things like changes. So very exciting. So, 
So while I have you captive here, Eric. Oh, oh here we go. Aha, I'm the Dark Elder today. But what is the crazy ideas that you're thinking of for Dark Eldar so far? Because okay. your bike, your bikes were fun. I still think they're useful. Yeah. Oh, I got to brag about one thing real quick. So, lots of changes to the app. Um, ah, yes. Those are actually coolest, really nice. Yeah, because I'm pulling up, and one of the coolest things, I forgot what it's called. It's like the, the command bunker. So, now we joke about in the show that I look like a <clears throat> NFL offensive coordinator with a really big clipboard and all those notes and stuff like that. That's what the command bunker is. Everything is there. All the units in your army, as well as all your stratagems, including the, the generic ones from the book, as well as your detachment-specific ones, all laid out for you, including detachment rules and any enhancements. I'm like, this is amazing. I can't believe it. So. Yeah, I will say that is incredibly helpful because I remember the the five or six minutes that I've lost on time happening to go through here, go back to here to go look at my stratagems. Da, 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 da. So, yeah, uh, very handy. Because even sometimes I just second guess myself. I'm like, there's three, usually it's AP values. Those are the ones I'm having the toughest time remembering from addition to addition. Yeah. So my fun, I call it the tsunami list. Uh, the idea is that it, it does work with the new Drakari sky splitter detachment. And the idea is that I'm hitting you with wave after wave after wave of just pressure. And the way it looks, uh, two Archons, Lilith and Urian in the command slots, two Cabalite squads with all the guns and unit of witches. One, two, three, four, five Raiders, two Venoms, a Kronos, and here's where it gets a little weird. So everybody's got the usual uh, two units of Mandrakes for scoring. I have two units of two Talos. as They're the, the last wave. They're the slow pokes of the group. But they're also the ones that are really good at taking board center. And uh, one thing I just thought of as we talk about this out loud, they, they lose their minus one to wound strat with this detachment. So they may not be as effective as I remember them to be. Uh, two units of Incubi, five man strong. And then the... Archons would go in those units and they'd be in the Venoms. So that's their plan to go around there. The Raiders, on the other hand, are filled with one's got a group of witches with Lilith. And I usually use her as an assassin. Like if there's a character that must die, just chuck her at it and uh, see if I can pick out uh, the characters, whether it be a Cryptic or a Custodes Captain. <laughs> <coughs> Two CP fight first. Yeah. <laughs> I will have an answer to Lilith, sir. Yeah. She ate Trajan once. She'll never do it again. <laughs> but the thing I'm going off meta, like, or at least no, I haven't seen anybody talk about, is um, my other raiders are filled with unit three units, um, excuse me, three man squads of grotesques. Grotesques were the origin of the old Thick City list. They're pretty lackluster in this edition. But then I'm like, wait a minute. Add a pain token, all of a sudden, their monstrous weapons is four attacks hitting on three, strength five, uh, goes from minus one to minus two AP, two damage each. And you're now re-rolling all your hits. So I'm like going, okay, interesting. I'm not dependent on a character. I'm not dependent on any stratagems. This is all lock, stock, and barrel 
just changes to power from pain. So I'm like, and they fight on death. That's on a four plus. Yeah, it it definitely sounds like a lot of fun to play against with stuff because it instead of you going, oh, I charge in, I wound you on sixes because I'm only strength three. Bah. Yeah, and then I also got Urian in the list because not only can he heal um, Talos, but he can also heal Grotesque out of flat three wounds per command phase. So if you do whittle one down, I'm like, eh, boop, back, you're back to full strength. Yep, I'm currently dicking around. <laughs> I would say dicking around, but no, I'm banana-ing around with my with three different Custodes lists. One is, this will make you laugh, Eric, 18 Terminators and two Land Raiders. <laughs> ah, okay. <laughs> and an assassin. Nice. Okay. So there's one thing that's squishy in there. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, then there's the potential uh, playing 11 bikes. And then there's the classic here's my custodian guard bricks. And just kind of general custody good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So my traditional list, in case anybody missed it, um, it's what I've been playing pretty much all edition long. Archon, Drazar, Urian. I swapped Drazar in for uh, Lilith just because um, he has a built-in precision thing as opposed to relying on a stratagem. And uh, at this time, prior to the data slate, the... Incubi could survive a little longer than the witches. So I was like, okay, let's just do it that way. Two units, Cavalite Warriors, three Venoms, a Kronos, a unit of Incubi that go with Drazar, two units of Mandrakes to do some scoring. And this is where I went completely. Everybody's like, what the hell's wrong with you? Two units of six Reaver bikes with Cluster Caltrops and Heat Lances, a unit of Scourge, two units of Talos, a Void Raven Bomber, and two units of two Skyweavers with Haywire Blasters and Zephyr Glaives. So I have four units of bikes just zipping all over the place. And what I found with them is, like the World Eaters matchup, I may sacrifice the um, Mandrakes to infiltrate, but then as they get stuck in, they're used to being able to plow to the center of the board. I keep them in their deployment zone, at least nine inches from their deployment zone, turn one. So then the bikes can just start flying over eight-bound and causing mortal wounds. So the fact that I can, all four bike units can do that in the movement phase is still pretty nifty. Where the biggest problem was is they just didn't hit that hard. Now the, the pilot quota bikes pretty much stay in the back and shoot, but now the reroad jet bikes get an extra AP1 on, in the fight phase with power from pain. Ooh, they might actually hurt someone now. Not great, but they're adds up. So Yeah, they'll, they'll do something eventually. Yeah. Uh, I do like the other detachment, though, because it has this nifty stratagem where you pick a vehicle and it's got a 4-plus involve until, I think it's for the rest of the phase, might be. I have to double-check it. That might be really good to keep my Void Raven Bomber alive a little longer. <laughs> for all of a turn and a half longer, maybe. <laughs> right. So something might work. But again, I kind of like if you're shooting at my Void Raven, then you're not shooting at something else. So... Well, when it's the only thing that we can see on the goddamn board, Eric, it's the only <laughs> thing we get to shoot at. Yeah. Yeah, the other fun part with the bikes is uh, with the rapid ingress. It's just so cool because I can, okay, where'd you move to? All right, I'm dropping them down here. And you're like, oh, crap, they're behind, especially with the GW terrain. 
they uh, they have enough movement they can get around some buildings and um, but I can also do the flyby attack if I need to because I'm actually moving in my turn as opposed to entering in from reserves my turn yeah I know the one thing that I'm kind of flexing on for my custodes is I guess I do want to eventually talk to you about that land raider but <laughs> I also am considering getting um a Coronas Grav Carrier because it's effectively a Land Raider with an invul. It doesn't have last cannons, but it's 40 points cheaper than a Land Raider. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. With the same wounds, same toughness, same base armor save, and an invul. Neat. And the same, and a slightly higher carrying capacity. Hmm. It can carry eight instead of six. <laughs> I don't know why. But, yeah, I don't know what to do with the last 35 points on my list on that, though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm still going back and forth. I'm not sure what to do. Um, I think a lot of, though, is I, I kind of stick to my guns. What I've been saying all along is that um, my reasons for my wins and losses has, are, are not really due to the, the list. <laughs> I think it's more execution. So mm-hmm. that's one reason like, I'm not really quite ready to switch lists right now but um god that new detachment looks like a lot of fun <laughs> yeah i i really want to try out this list with the grab carrier to see if it's worth it otherwise yeah i'll track i have a land raider i'll be fine <laughs> yeah i was just double checking is it did they ever change the way gate to allow Takari take it no it's still an eldar only uh... Just make it a really, really pretty addition to a, a Raven jet fighter. Yeah, there we go. Super wide wingspan. <laughs> yeah, that would allow me to charge, or at least come in. Um, let's see, here it is. You said a friendly unit arrives from strategic reserves. You can choose to set it up anywhere on the table, but with the wholly within six inches of the fortification, do so. Uh, they can be set up within nine inches of the enemy model. And if they set up with engagement range, they uh, count as having charged. Ooh. Which is an ability. That's they, spicy. Yeah, they retained that from last last edition, which was really cool. Unfortunately, they did not retain two things. One, the cost went from 80 points to 220. <laughs> oh, God. And um, it now actually can be killed. The old rules, it was a terrain piece. So once it was on the table, it couldn't. It was, undestroyable now it's uh t12 with 14 wounds and a three up armor save so it can be interacted with yeah so i'm like boo but yeah still eldar only but yeah otherwise i don't think there's much going on between you and me and i know ray's probably catching up on some sleep or working yep. yeah one of the two yeah, the other thing just uh worked on some more training this weekend uh making some uh trying out some new materials and that wasn't quite as pliable or easy to work with as I thought it would be. So a little bit of a setback, but um, I'm happy with the design. So I just need to bang the stuff out. Uh, I've got a couple weeks before uh, our next event. So. And I just got custodians to paint. Mm-hmm. No, I still got plenty of two card paint. It's another reason why mm, if I switch my list, I'm in trouble, but I did find a whole bunch of unassembled um, uh, grotesques. So I was like, Huh, where did these come from? Forgot they were in my box. So I don't know. Yeah, so I'm excited. 
But yep. Otherwise, I think that's all I got for this week, Eric. I don't know about you. I think that's all we got as well. Uh, we will touch base with you guys during the week with any other breaking news. In the meantime, my name's Eric. I'm Robert. And thank you for listening to the Exterminatus Podcast. Hey, listeners, this is Raymond with the Exterminatus Podcast here to talk to you about KR cases. If you're like me and you're constantly looking for that better way to store your armies, then look no further than KR cases. That's right. This is the foam company known for their soft blue foam in the cardboard cases. They're a great way to mix and match whenever you're heading out for that next tournament. You can just swap out those boxes and no need to worry about switching the foam in and out. They're sturdy. The boxes help protect your models and if you when you order, they come fast. The order is right. And for a better price than the other guy. So go to krcases.com and when you place your order, be sure to mention the Exterminatus Podcast. So, friends, I have a very, very important question. Is your beer keg boring? Does it not have enough tentacles coming out of it? Does it not taste as funny as you remember because you didn't put a tear in it? Well, the wonderful makers of the necro nom 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 to replace your average pizza decided to come out with a another book of the lovecraft cock so they're from reddukegames.com and it will guide you through 78 different kinds of cocktails to summon a demon summon a space bug who knows either way it's going to be a very very wonderful time and we would highly recommend that you try to not ingest too many while at the gaming table because we don't know exactly what's going to happen when you roll Perils of the Warp or you roll a natural one on your persuasion check if you decide to play indeed. So if you're looking for fanciful drinks, go ahead and grab the Lovecraft Cocktails by the Mad Men at RedDukeGames.com, the makers of the Necro Nom Nom. Are you a gamer that has more bare plastic than you have time to paint? Do paintbrushes spontaneously combust when you hold them? If either of these is true, contact White Crow Studios and get your models painted by a college-trained professional painter. You can contact Bo at whitecrow.commissions at gmail.com and view his previously painted models at White Crow Studios on Facebook.